From Walking in Grace, this is the Straight Truth Podcast, Christian truths in an increasingly secular world. Pastors, should Christians fight the culture wars like abortion, uh, LGBTQ things, transgenderism in schools, uh, racial injustice, those sorts of things? And what I'm getting at here is, you know, should, should Christians uh, influence um, the country, and in this case, the United States, with Christian beliefs and values. Doesn't, do, some people would say, doesn't that just lead to you know, disunity over um, debatable, debatable political differences you might have with other people? Doesn't it cause division hmm. um, uh, in a congregation? How would you answer that question? Yeah, I would. Uh, so, so a couple of thoughts as I hear the question. I think about the word fight. So in what sense are we fighting? Uh, I think it's important to answer. If what we're asking is, should believers care about all these issues? The answer is yes. Should believers seek to be an influence on all of these issues? The answer clearly is yes. The concern I have, Josh, is I see what happens oftentimes in our world is fighting is, t- is, is sometimes taken as excuse to behave in ways that we ought not to behave as believers. So I would distinguish, so I think we can make distinctions without, without divorcing things. There's a difference between what we as a church are called to do, for example. If you look at the New Testament and you ask, what is the church's mission? What has been assigned to us by Christ? I don't see anything in the New Testament that involves social protests, marches, seeking to influence votes of legislators. I just see nothing like that on the, on the pages of the New Testament. I don't believe that's our task as the Lord's church. Our, our task is very clear. It's the Great Commission. That's what we're called to do and to be about. But as a believer, I'm not just a member of the Lord's church. I'm also a citizen of this country, even as I have a citizenship in heaven. And as a citizen of this country, I live my life. And I I live my life as an individual. I I, I think as an individual. I vote as an individual. I I influence others as an individual. But I can't divorce. So so there's a distinction to to be made between my life in the church and my life as an individual. What I don't do, though, is divorce my life as an individual from my calling as a Christian. So even even in that individual influence, I'm different than a worldling. I'm different than someone who doesn't know Jesus. And so whether we're talking about how I interact on Twitter or Facebook or how I talk to other people about these issues on the street, I'm mindful of what man's greatest need is at all times. And man's greatest need is not a political shift, not even, not even moral improvement. That's not his greatest need. His greatest problem is, that, is his sin. His greatest problem is that he's not been reconciled to his creator. So his greatest need is deliverance. Anyone I meet with who doesn't know Jesus, they belong to, to the domain of darkness. They are walking according to the course of this world under the prince of the power of the air. They're a son of disobedience. They are spiritually blind, dead, deaf. They they have a stone for a heart. What they need is new life. What they need is to be a new creation. And that should influence the way that I interact with people on all of these issues. So where I can be an influence on behalf of protecting life in the womb, I'm going to be. 
where I can be an influence on behalf of sexual, social sanity. So that addresses the transgenderism and homosexuality mm-hmm. and all those things. I want to be an influence. And, and I'm influencing with God's truth through personality, right? God's truth as I know it. I want to influence with what I know to be true. But what I don't want to do is ever confuse lost humanity about what my main concern is, what, our, what man's greatest need is, what I believe the power of my influence is. At the, at, at the end of the day, only God can change their heart. Only God can change their life. I am an object of the mercy of God, just like they need to be. Uh, they need the mercy of God. I want to convey all of that in the way that I deal with these issues. So when I see us on Twitter fighting like in, in ways like everybody else does, or thinking about politics in the same way anybody else would, then we're, we're missing the mark. Uh, and I'm not saying people shouldn't be concerned about those things or even feel that, that they shouldn't feel passionately about those things. All I'm saying is, please remember you're a Christian. Mm-hmm. And in the way you deal with these issues, make sure that you're, you're representing Christ. Hmm. Hmm. Um, and and I, I, I see it. I'm not blind. I see people laughingly talk about the tone police and how they think sometimes we become almost effeminate in our tone and, and, and perhaps we could be more forceful or straightforward than we are. And they'll even point to, for example, Elijah being sarcastic as he mm-hmm. dealt with the prophets of Baal mm-hmm. and et cetera, et cetera. And, and, and I don't disagree that masculinity is under attack in our culture. Mm-hmm. I, I don't disagree that there were times that truth was conveyed by the apostles, by the prophets, by our perfect Lord in ways that involve some sanctified sarcasm and things of that nature. I don't deny that. But those things are not the rule mm-hmm. in Old New Testament life. Those are exceptions. Mm-hmm. And when, when I see it become the rule mm-hmm. that we're just rude, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's not Christianity. Right. And, and I fear that we're excusing things in ourselves that the Lord will not excuse because they're serious issues and we're passionate about them. We still are believers. Right. And that needs to be reflected in the way we, we behave. Right. Yeah, that makes me think of uh, Ephesians 4. I was thinking about this as you're talking. Paul says he urges you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you've been called with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, eager, eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. That doesn't seem to govern the discourse these days. Doesn't. Definitely not from the, say, the secular left, but even from Christians, you're saying. A- absolutely. And I feel what's happened to us is, is, is we do see the darkness and it troubles us. And there's an anger that wells up within us because, because we recognize the injustices, and I'm not speaking there about what's commonly referred to as systemic injustice. Or things. I'm, I'm using true injustice, right? Biblical sure. injustice. Mm-hmm. We see those things, they bother us, but we've got to remember our battle's not with flesh and blood. It, it is not. And, mm-hmm. the, and the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. Mm-hmm. And so if we can remember that, it will change. And remember a passage such as you've just Ephesians read. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this has to rule over our discourse and our behavior, our attitudes. So we need, we need to keep that in mind at all times. So a lot of these ideas, though, they have destructive consequences. So you're not saying to totally remove yourselves from this debate or even your involvement in it. So this, for the person who says, uh, you know, for the sake of unity, we're not going to get political. Or I'm not going to be a political person. You're no. not saying that's not the way to go. I'm not right? saying that at all. In mm-hmm. fact, I'm saying I'm responsible as a Christian human being 
to influence my world in every possible way I can with God's truth. And, mm -hmm. and these are destructive ideas. These are not benign. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, it grieves me greatly when I see, when I think about, a, I have grandchildren and I think about the next generation coming up and to think about little five and six and seven year olds being given hormonal treatment or even, even yeah, castration. Yeah, castration. Like that. I mean, mm -hmm. it, it just angers me. Mm -hmm. These are not benign ideas. All I'm mm -hmm. saying is remember you're a Christian and mm -hmm. remember what you're really at war with. Mm -hmm. and, and at the, in the ultimate sense, what this world needs is not behaviorism. Mm -hmm. it's, not, it's not moralism. It is true that in God's common grace, morality is a good thing. But the greatest need is salvation. Hmm. And if we don't see that, we're blind. Mm -hmm. you know, we wouldn't go up to a blind man and rebuke him because he can't see the sunrise. Hmm. He's blind. Mm -hmm. And so don't be surprised when lost humanity doesn't see what you see. They're blind. And so the only way for them to see what you see is deliverance. And the only person who can grant it is Jesus. So share the gospel. That's what we're chiefly about. Mm -hmm. But I'm not saying you're, you're absolutely correct. I'm not saying that we tap out on all these other issues. Mm -hmm. We have to be involved. We have to be an influence for the sake of, of what's right. Thanks again for joining us for this episode of the Straight Truth Podcast. Now, Straight Truth is listener supported. So if you'd like to find out ways how you can help us to continue to produce this podcast, you can go to our website and find out ways to do that, straighttruth.net. At that website, you'll also find links to all of our previous episodes and our social media channels. So be sure to check it out. Straight Truth is a production of Walking in Grace Ministries, the preaching and teaching ministry of Pastor Richard Caldwell. For more information, go to walkingingrace.org.